listening to Sounds Like Life. I'm Aisha Barmenia. Today I have a special episode that was guest produced by my lovely friend Jeffrey Moore. It's based off of a time that he was up north in uh, a community called Lac Brochet, and it's from one of the final days where he was uh, walking around the community. So I hope you enjoy. Here's uh, Sounds Like Lac Brochet, produced by Jeffrey Moore. It's an old semi-trailer. That semi-trailer has two hollow cylinders in it. And when the wind blows, the cylinders howl and moan and lament their loneliness. The only trucks that make their way up to Lac Brochet come on the winter road. dangerous, icy path that claims many trucks every year. This trailer knows that it will never return to the south, to his friends. I spent two years of my life in Lac Brochet, listening to the wind, listening to the vast emptiness of the pine forest and the swamp and the 
mossy rocks left by glaciers thousands and thousands of years ago. out of school there. That was the math teacher. Reviled. Essential. The students knew they needed me. And they liked me well enough, but they didn't like what I taught them. They didn't like that I taught them that it was hard to succeed. year in Lac Rocher. I achieved an amazing feat. The math students there passed their grade 12. Graduated for the first time in years. But the loneliness and the emptiness were so overwhelming that I couldn't even feel the joy in my success. I couldn't even celebrate their achievements. I shook their hands, said congratulations, but months and months of the joy being sucked from me by the wind and the howling and the endless, endless wasteland. Though I wanted to stay and do well for the people there, I knew that I could never endure that. It's funny that the kids there feel weak sometimes when they're faced with the daunting task of completing their math homework, of solving for X. They don't know how strong they are, enduring that every day. Enduring that isolation and finding the strength to carry themselves, their family, and their community to a brighter future every year every year I have a lot of respect and admiration for the students of that community and I know they're going to do good things good things for themselves and for their families and for their community. 
because they have the strength to endure. And where I see a vast, empty forest, they see resources, food, and wood, and everything they need to survive. And inside the town, everything they need to fall. Alcohol where it shouldn't be, drugs where they shouldn't be, cigarettes, junk food, an airport that brings in nothing but trouble, a northern store that stocks the shelves with garbage and poison, a school that teaches them to be anything but what they are. And somehow they find the strength to carry on. And they find a way to be who they are. I may never return to Lac Brochet. But a piece of my heart will always be there. And my thoughts will always be with those students as they struggle against all odds to be who they are to celebrate their success and to be strong been listening to the sounds of the last day of my life in Lac Brochet.
Why did you want to make an episode for Sounds Like Life, Jeff? Well, I just, um, I mean, as, as, as sort of I described in the episode, my, my experiences in Lac Rocher were very um, uh, mind-altering, in a sense. I, 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 spent, I spent a lot of time there, and I, I gave a lot, I think, to that, to that community, but I never felt like I was giving enough. Um, and that weighed on me quite heavily. And um, I, I had only spent uh, six months in my last, in my last um, stint up there. And just in those six months, uh, all, all, the, all the creative energy and, and joy that I would normally have, I, I, they were just gone. And I, I, don't know, I, don't know, I don't know if it was the community. Like, I suffer from depression as well, and I don't know if it maybe just decided to flare up like crazy uh, towards the end. But I was just... I was just feeling really devastated by the end of it, um, and and I wanted I wanted to to talk about that. And you know, for for every day that I lived up there, for the entire two years that I spent up there, I was listening to these sounds. Um, you know, the the wind almost never stops in Lac Rocher, um, so I really wanted to capture the the sounds that the wind brings to to that to that little space that I lived in. I only lived like a minute away from uh, from the school by walking. Like I, I, I looked out my window and you see the school um, right there looming in front of you. So, uh, you know, there's never any moment where you weren't at work in a sense because um, people could come and knock on your door and ask you for teacher stuff. And it was very, it's like, all right, I mean, I'm trying to chill out at home and not be a teacher for, for today, but it just never, you could never stop being a teacher. And that's, that's, that's true um, down south as well, but it feels a little more... Um, in your face up there, uh, yeah. So I really wanted to capture these sounds that sort of like, like, created that space that was my life up there. So you have the the howling um, semi trailer, which was quite an oddity that only came up in the in the last year that I was up there. It just sort of appeared um, in in January uh, when the winter road opened up, and just got left there with no purpose like there didn't appear to be anything in it um and this is often what happens is is the winter truckers will uh they'll bring stuff up and then just to make their life easier they'll leave it behind um when when they go back down um it's kind of an odd an odd statement about the community in general i think just just dump stuff there whatever it's fine um and the the flagpole uh, which you hear prominently uh, a little after that is, is it, it never stops. Like if your windows are open, you're listening to that. Um, there was a sound that I, I there are sounds that I can only hear now because they became so droning while I was up there that I just didn't hear them anymore. So for example, when you first when you first start listening, you'll hear this. Um, it almost sounds like an alarm like a droning alarm in the background. Um, and that's just constant, it's always there. Some some piece of machinery, or perhaps they just don't know how to turn off the alarm for, for something that's going wrong, uh, just a little ways away from the school. So that's that's constant in the, in the sound file, and it just drones into the background. It's kind of interesting. Um, and then I tried to capture the sound of the wind in the trees, um, which is challenging yeah, in its own way, but just just because just, they have a lot of uh, jack pines up there, um, and it was it, it was just a constant sound when the wind was blowing. It was blowing through the pines, and the pines have a way of diffusing the wind in such a way that it creates just a like a, a very a very like it's distinct. Every tree makes a different sound. 
when the wind blows through it. So it's just very, this is Lac Broche. Um, and then at the end, like you know, you hear some birds, and that was a common feature. It was one of the one of the bright spots of my of my day. I would wake up to birds and crows uh, making whatever noise they want to make. Um, and then and then at, at the very end, you hear me uh, re-entering my home. Um, sort of demonstrating how close I was to the school because I was taking my time walking back. Uh, it really was only a 30 second walk from the front of the school where the flagpole was to back to my front door. And when you get in you hear this like roaring sound um, and it's, it's funny because like hearing that out of context it's nothing. It almost sounds like a vacuum cleaner. Like why would I have left a vacuum cleaner around in my house? Uh, in fact there's a, there's a furnace in the house that just blasts it sounds like a jet engine taking off when you're when you're living there. So even in your home, there's not really a sense of like peace and quiet. Um, there's no there's no safe space there. As, as long as it's cold or cool, even um, your furnace comes on once in a while and decides to just blast you. Uh, to to further this point, my last day in Lac Brochet was June 30th, and my furnace was on. <laughs> Like, like it was, it was weird. It was pretty weird. It was pretty strange. Did you think about the sounds a lot, like before you made this recording? Um, I thought, uh, no, honestly, I, I recorded it uh, just wandering around to sort of um, see, see what it was. Because when you're living these sounds, it's hard to take them apart, um, if, that, if that makes sense at all. Like, like sometimes when you, I, I'm sure you have this experience, like when you record like street noise or whatever, and then you listen to it later, you're like, oh yeah, like this is when you're sitting in silence somewhere away from the source of the sound, you really have this sense of, I listen to this all the time and I don't think about it. Um, and so for me, I, I had taken this, this walk um, around around the my house and the school and the schoolyard um, and later on, after I had flown back down south, um, I was listening to it and thinking, um, thinking about what those sounds meant. So all these, all these like thoughtful retrospectives on like this poor semi-trailer that's never going to be able to go back down south. Um, and, uh, and, and just thinking about how all these sounds put me right back into that headspace of feeling really alone and powerless and um, joyless um, so uh, just just reflecting on on the the thoughts that came to mind uh, it, it felt it felt like it was really I don't know it felt good um, having that opportunity to to reflect on the sounds so rather than going out with a purpose I just wanted to capture the moments that I experienced Mm -hmm. Did you want? I, I'm I'm kind of proud of the music. Did you want me to talk about that a little yeah, bit? Yeah, tell us a bit about the music. Let uh, me let me play a little bit of it. That would be fun. So tell us a bit about it, Jeff. Okay, so um, while I was up north, I had a, a ukulele with me, um, and what I would do with a ukulele sometimes is just like like noodle around on it and come up with little melodies. So for the 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 melody that you hear, um, both in the foreground and the background, uh, with, with the guitar, um, is just a, a, a me looking back at one of these recordings that I had made and trying to uh, adapt a loop of it. So that's where that came from. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then you hear this uh, this ticking sound and the the woo. That's my favorite part. <laughs> the woo, yeah. Um, the ticking is. Um, I was using an electric guitar and I, I put my cell phone over the uh, pickups, and they picked up sort of the uh, the electromagnetic noise that a phone makes when it receives or sends any information. Uh, which I, I, I like I like that sound I, I had always liked that like when, when you were um, like just listening to music on, on a radio system that's using an RF uh, speakers or something like that and someone would get a cell phone call and you'd hear this like ticking sound I was like that sounds very weird um, it also sounds I don't know it's just sort of a a longing for that as well when I was up north. Also, we had really spotty internet, so it kind of reminds me of and no of cell that. service. No cell service, so I don't know. It just felt like it felt appropriate for some reason. Um, the woo sounds, if, in case you were wondering, also came from my cell phone. Um, I I just had my cell phone on the strings and dragged it away from the frets, um, which caused the the pitch to decrease. So it was just kind of a kind of a, a, a lamenting. The sound and I really like that, so I, I just mix that in. Um, and I also threw in just some of the random static that the pickups picked up from my cell phone. So it's it's just a fun little little noise composition. I, I liked it. I liked it. It looked really well too. Yeah, yeah. It really it really captured the the feelings that I had because it was taking the melody and the the, uh, the background sounds from like where my brain was while I was up there. I think it really did a good job of. Really did a good job of capturing that. Yeah, that's it. I'm sorry, I just wanted to, to ramble about that a little bit. No, it's a cool part of it. Oh, uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for being on Sounds Like Life, Jeff. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Um, I'm, I'm definitely going to keep listening to your show. I hope you produce more episodes. Thanks. I'm pretty sure you're, you're my biggest or only fan. No, you definitely have tons of fans. <laughs> wow. If any fans out there want to produce an episode of Sounds Like Life, that would be super cool. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening, and thanks for uh, being cool, Jeffrey. Uh, it's my I it's appreciate it. Absolutely, my pleasure. I love being cool. Thanks for having me. Okay. <laughs>